On November 12, 2018, the world lost an amazing man in Stan Lee. He was age 95. Tonight's show goes out to him. We hope he's listening in the highway in the sky. Warning. This broadcast of Ohio is on fire features entertainment and honesty of an intense nature. The opinions and views that are expressed on this episode do not reflect the views of WWSU 106.9 FM or any of its affiliates. Do you have any matches? Try setting it on fire. <laughs> fire, 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 fire. Break this rope. And we are live with Ohio is on fire. I'm with my first guest of this evening. She is a stand-up comedian, mostly around Dayton, Ohio area. She's traveled the region. She's also done some little bits of small acting work. She's filmed things. She juggles. She's a very talented person, and I've met her a lot over the years. And finally, I get to interview her for the first time. I'm very pleased to have the one and only Adrian Miller. Say hello, Adrian. Hello. Hello. How you doing, man? I would like to clarify that I have tried juggling. Okay. Uh, I was going to ask. Well. Yeah. Things have fallen, balls falling in my face. Oh, no. Tr- oh, okay. Which we don't, well. Did you have dot, in- dot, dot. Well, hopefully you had insurance. That sounds sticky. Okay. <laughs> my family show. Let's move on. Um, but Adrian, <laughs> welcome to the show. I'm finally glad to have you on my show. I've known you for years, um, but you do do stand-up comedy. And I'm curious to know, um, in your life, who was the very first person to tell you that you was a funny person? I'll be honest, I don't remember anybody saying I was funny. Oh. In fact, I had to take to texting uh, family members yeah. and a close friend who I grew up with to be like, was there anything? Was there was, was there anything? Like, am I just, like, blacking out? And there was uh, some. Uh, and really, I mean, the thing is, I was a very serious child. Okay. Uh, I was very, uh, you could say that part of that was upbringing, but part of it, I think, just being a dork. You know, you just you, you, you go through life very passionate about random, obscure things yeah. that nobody understands. I uh, think that's a common trait amongst comedians. Yeah. Serious, weird kid. Yeah. Well, I wanted to be a minister for a while. So that's like how <laughs> deep cut serious and or or robotics engineer on Mars. These these were my this is like how like, you know, I just that was what I wanted to do. But I think a lot of it, too, is like how I was raised was to be successful. You know, very yes. yuppie, middle, middle class. And uh, for most people, being a comedian is not really something that they see as a, a path to, to a sure path to success. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think there was, that's partly why I'm like, I'm not sure anyone really remembers anything because I think it was more what's going to be good. So, okay. So, yeah. So, it, what early signs? Um, I did do start doing acting. Okay. And um, my they kept, I wanted to be successful. So I was always trying out for the lead. Yes. Uh, but then they would keep, if I did get cast, I would get cast as the character, comic relief character. Usually, usually an old, fat, uh, garish makeup, 
Uh, so like real life today, old, uh, that's that's what I would get cast as. Okay. And there's a certain point where it keeps happening over and over and over again where you're like, maybe there's something to this. You know, maybe there is. Also, I would drag my friend to, to every talent show that they ever had. Oh, boy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. When okay. I, I don't have a problem bombing because I bombed so hard in the single digits. Yeah. I think I got all of it. <laughs> Nothing that happens on stage doing stand-up is anywhere near as bad yeah. as elementary school talent shows. <laughs> we did a... Um, the heckling is probably way worse. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like silence. Like horrible, like those weirdos. Cool. Like, we did one of those local news show kind of things, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, it's raining cats and dogs. And we... Okay, well, we tried a mime routine once. Because yes. everybody <laughs> loves mimes, right, guys? Yeah, yeah. I love mimes. Yeah. We were, we were going to do uh, a Vanilla Ice cover band, and we were going to call it Chocolate Ice, because Vanilla, <laughs> like the ice cream, even though not African-American or any, mm-hmm. makes no so- sense. Yeah, sounds mildly racist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But we just didn't realize. We didn't know. And uh, then, uh, you know, didn't couldn't read a room. And then we decided to do local news show, because that had worked for other people. And so yeah. we thought, we're going to play it safe now. We're going to play it safe. But, you know, we still wanted to work in our own jokes. Dead silence. Dead Dead silence. Mm. So then I just started, decided to stay on scripts, and that's actually when I tried acting. And okay. that was slightly more successful. And they started putting me in comic roles. So I was like, but I never knew any like women comedians, really. Yeah. It wasn't really something I saw, so it just, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's some very interesting to learn about your background and how you got into comedy. So I want to ask you this, Adrian. Mm-hmm. I am... Um, I'm going to assume, well, I, you grew up in Pastavia, Illinois. That's where you originated from. That's right. Pastavia, Pastavia. Illinois. Pastavia. Pastavia. Uh, it's, uh, it's actually, funny enough, it's where um, American pasta was made. Pastavia. Uh, wow. Like Ohio, wow. I know that. Everything's pronounced slightly differently. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, I'm, no, it, it, Batavia, though, yeah. It's, okay, well, I didn't know. Which I is my knew. DJ name. I also took a DJ course and tried yes. being a DJ, and I was DJ Batavia. I don't oh, okay. know why I'm bringing this up. And I did all uh, novelty songs uh, for my one hour I got on the college radio air. I, I DJ novelty songs. Okay. So get, yeah. yeah. And you're like, nobody. Nobody. Everyone's like, well, who's this weirdo? Yep. And they're all doing their deep cuts of like their little hipster. <laughs> what I'm like, And I'm like, we're going to do some Adam Sandler songs. Let's do some old. And they're like, oh, dear God. What college did you um, do this DJ work at? This was actually a summer camp I went to. Oh, camp. But it was uh, Michigan Tech. Michigan Tech, okay. way up on the the UP. I'm fascinated by that because I have I I enjoy all things college radio or independent radio, so it's good to learn. I didn't know about Belt you. I'm going to assume though because you came from there, you spent a lot of time in Chicago as a youth. I'm mm-hmm. and I'm guessing around the '90s, early 2000s. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering, what do you remember about Chicago in your youth? Uh. Well, I mean, my mom liked musical theater, and I was a huge musical theater fan. Again, yeah. that's part of my lead was I wanted to be in musical theater. Yes. I, that was the albums I owned. I, they're yeah. owned. I, I, don't, they're, I, I have a blackout. I have no idea what popular music was when I was growing up yeah. in, in the sort of like 80s, 90s. No clue. No clue. All I knew, I knew the, all the Andrew Lloyd Webber yes. albums cover to cover. I, I knew all the Weird Al, you know, albums. And I also got the Dr. Demento anniversary. Like they would do collections. Oh, hell yeah. So I owned all of those as well. So that's, as well as some local, I don't know if it's called the Youpers. Yeah. They're from the UP of Michigan. Yeah. They kind of talk like that, but they have like their stuff about their hunting songs. <laughs> they have one about, you know, hunting for their 20 point buck. Yeah. And it's like a big okay. fish, you know, like when you, not, not big, but big fish, like, you know, you have like a, 
a bit like you go fishing and you say, but it's like that. It's like, no, I got a 20 point buck. And it was like, bullshit. And it's like, it's some uh, beers here. And it's okay. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. That's, that's all. Uh, yeah, that's that's basically me as a kid in a nutshell. Was that, did Doctor Demento was that the guy that did "They're Coming to Take Me Away"? Was that him? Uh, that's a specific artist, but yeah, he had a show. I think it was like Sunday nights, if I remember correctly. And I know Fish Heads syndicated. Right? Yeah, Fish Heads, Fish Heads, Fish Heads. Eat them yeah, he also yeah. discovered Weird Al Yankovic, so that's how yeah, I knew about Doctor. Because he was Demento. just a kid, and he just sent him in like demo May- tapes. He's like, "Please, sir, can you just put me <laughs> on the air, sir?" His uh, Weird Al's dad was actually like an established polka musician too, yeah. and that's why Weird Al played the accordion. And- well, my dad, um, his band he was in for a long time until like you know I was like a kid, and it just was tough for him to keep doing it. Everyone had kids. But, like, they had, um, because they played the northern part of Chicago, uh, Slavic, Slovenian, that sort of thing. They had a guy who was a keyboardist, guitar slash accordionist. Okay. Because you always had to play polka music for the grandparents, the parents, that sort of thing. So, like, polka music was a huge part of my childhood. So, when I would hear, like, Weird Al, like, to me, that's always resonated with me. Because that was, like, every wedding and, like... Birth, you know the grandma birthdays and the get-togethers. Yes, oh, yeah. I've seen Weird Al in concert two times as well. Yeah, he's one of the all-time greats. Yeah, so, yeah, he's amazing. I never got to see him live, but there was one time I was camping at Kings Island and he was performing in the amphitheater, which is like right next to the campground, so I could hear him playing, <gasps> and that was like the closest I ever got. And, I, I, and did you cry? Like, was one I of things like you heard it and you just kept trying to find it, but it's like yeah. you just kept coming up like. Things blocking your way like some horrible nightmare. Yeah. Like heaven was right there, but the gates, it, outside the gates. It, it's pretty much the story of my life. Yeah, the story of my life, too. <laughs> it's like so close. I know the good life is there somewhere. Right. I hear other people enjoying that life. Yeah. I just want to get there, guys. Yes. Well, the American dream, yes, that is very important to most people. But I do want to ask you, um, you do, like you spend a lot of time in Chicago. And of course, you do a lot of um, works in the media. Have you ever met or talked to a high-profile celebrity? And if you did, what did they ever say to you? Well, I do not want to brag, but I grew up at a research facility okay. in Chicago called the Fermi Lab National Laboratory, yeah. or FNAL, for those who want to look it up online. You're, you're serious right now. I'm serious. Yeah, I went to a, I went, they had an on-site daycare center. So I like literally grew up there. My dad worked there, and uh, I ran into some Nobel people, like, you know, physics prize winning okay people uh letterman he, leon letterman recently passed away oh okay. was a huge influence upon my i mean i ran him in the elevator but he also was very big in the area about outreach to like uh like to the community for physics so like i had really good physics education even outside my dad working there more i didn't realize till i moved to ohio that yeah. most kids get shit like you're like quirks and they're like is that a character on Star Trek? You're like, <laughs> they, it's they, no, also no, no, no. a thing. Ohio kids don't know Quark from Star that's Trek. That's true. That's true. I think Trust I'm me, I spent most of elementary school trying to explain who Quark was. <laughs> you should was. have grown up next to a research facility. Well. You would have at least had a small, tiny segment of, of weirdos. Yeah, like Maybe me. Maybe from the radiation. Hard to say. There's no telling what caused, you know, inside my own head. But yeah, that would make sense. Maybe some lead poisoning radiation you know there's a lot of industrial manufacturing around here maybe yes maybe that's what maybe. it is maybe we're all the the three-eye fish and like the uh the the cooling pond <laughs> simpsons yeah that might that might be true well springfield i always wonder if the springfield they were referring to springfield ohio i 
My ego says yes because I love The Simpsons, but a lot of people say it's Springfield, Illinois, or yeah. there's there's Springfield, Colorado. There's a bunch of well, Springfield. Well, my mom did build a lot of the uh, a few of the the nuclear power plants in uh, Illinois. Man, okay. That was actually I was in her womb. Um, she was very very pregnant on the scaffolding and stuff. Building Man, the Quad City, uh, power plant. So I also grew up. Again, <laughs> I'm very irradiated. I'd like to go on record again. I there's probably a lot of tell us your superpowers. <laughs> Wait. Did you, I got a follow-up question. Did you did you see turtles plan? mutated at this power? Yeah. Did you see turtles mutated at this power plant? No, no. That is, oh, unfortunately, I'm bummed. Unfortunately, I probably would have tried to take it home. You know, if you saw if you're a kid and you saw a two-headed turtle or something, you'd be like, "This is mine now." And it's you just yelling, "Radical, radical!" <laughs> yes. Exactly. I'd be like, "Here's some pizza." Right. <laughs> and then you name it two things. Like you have to name each head. Like, oh yeah. But it'd be really tough. I mean, there's four, so you're like. Which one? Don, Angelo. Uh, do you have to give it, like, personality things, you think? Like, like put four different things in different quadrants. Like, you have to, like, send me a nunchucks. You got to have a katana. You yeah. got to have, yeah. you got to be like, which one are you going to walk to? Yes. <laughs> and that's how you will name it. Yes, absolutely. Now, I do want to ask you this. Um, we talked about your time in Illinois as a youth. You wanted to move into Ohio later in life. So what was the main decision for you to come to Ohio later in your life and right now, of course. I did not have a decision. My, okay. My Nobody ever got does. Divorced. Yeah, you, you don't come to yeah. Ohio. You don't come to Ohio by, by choice. choice. Oh, yeah. boo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, all right, go ahead. <laughs> but my mom, my parents were divorced. Uh, Chicago's a little expensive to live in. Commutes are terrible if you have to work in the city. And I lived way out in the burbs. Uh, and uh, so my mom looked at a book. And she was like, this Columbus, low cost of living, but big enough that I won't hate myself and want to shoot myself in the skull. Okay. But she's always lived it. She actually grew up in, in Chicago. So she, yeah. for her, there's a certain level of like, yeah, I'm not downgrading to a place like, I don't know, on top of my head, like Dayton. <laughs> um, but I will, but I will, go, that was like the cutoff for her of like low cost of living, easy commute. Yeah. Uh, and she came out here and she really she loves she still to this day is trying to get all of us to move back to Columbus because she just loves Columbus. Yeah. It's that limited brands feel for everything. Everything's I, like a Yankee candle. I love bath and body bossy works. girls in Midnight Slice. That's my favorite place to be in Columbus. <laughs> and it, it does have like really nice places. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. It does have a nice cultural like people don't give it enough credit, but it is a nice place to live. Yeah. Did you did you know that White Castle's headquarters is in Columbus, Ohio? Oh, I found that out. I drove past it many and times. Because I remember, it reminds me when I was a kid, we, my grandparents, we would stop through Columbus on our way. We would take a trip throughout the region during the summer. And he loved White, my grandfather loved, loved White Castle and so did I. Mm -hmm. And then I found out that... Um, the first White Castle was made in Columbus, Ohio, and that became its yep. headquarters. And that just really excited me. So I have a partial like for Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. <laughs> I just love that film because of it. Yes, it reminds and me of my grandparents. Wendy's is in White Dublin. Castle. Yeah, Wendy's is Dublin. That's it's actually like where the well, capital of food that will kill you. We they settled. are. Well, so that's who, what my mother chose of all the municipalities of the Columbus area. So, well, yeah. Arby's is from Ohio as well. I think they're Perrysburg, Ohio. Wow. Really? Yeah, so yes, I, I've people don't know this, but uh, a lot the, of things come from Ohio. A lot Ohio. of good fast food places but, yeah, started no. in Ohio. They just uh, Ohio is a weird vortex of energy. Ohio. Yeah, yes, it's spread it's, out from Ohio. Yeah. It's the birth. It's the birth of fast foods and opioids. So, but yeah. moving and, on, and funk Woo. and airplanes and presidents. We are the second yeah. highest number of uh, presidents in the United States and astronauts. Yeah, right? and astronauts. Well, maybe Trump can move here once he gets done in office. Then he can add to that number. All right. 
That was a bad idea. I that I got You're like Adrian and Titus is giving me the stink eye right now just for saying that. Well, I just was thinking he wasn't born here. I mean, he's I know so, he's so much like a he's New a Jersey York kid. Guy. Yeah, he's so he's so like New York. Like that's his. He's from like Queens, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's such a Queens guy, though. But the like, thing is, he could buy any. Like he's a billionaire. Like saying though. John he, Stewart could come to Ohio and become yeah. an Ohioan. It's like no, he's a Jersey boy. Yeah, yeah. You can't just buy your way into Ohio. So maybe no. the White House. <laughs> that's what. Anyone out there listening who's not from Ohio, you can't buy your way in here, okay? I've lived here from longer than I've lived in Illinois at this point. Yeah. I still don't feel like I'm an you, Ohio. You, you can nope. actually buy your in uh-huh. way in really cheaply. The rent is not that Well, expensive. that's true. Actually, yes. You're 100%. You can literally buy property here. Yeah. Though. It's just no one will. For the price of a VCR. like Except you. But you can buy something for the price of a car in some places. Yeah. Yes. Buy a whole nice house. Have you ever seen the hastily made Cleveland tourism video? No. Oh, man. Anybody listening, look up hastily made Cleveland tourism video on YouTube. It's hilarious. All right, that's a well. That'll be my homework assignment. I'll yes. definitely try to check into that. Um, but but I do want to ask you this: uh, We've talked about Ohio and Illinois. Do you notice the main difference between Illinois and Ohio? Like, what do you personally notice between the two? Oh, there are, there are so many things. Well, I, what's the first one that comes to mind uh, for the well, sake of you radio? You said Illinois, and yeah. the first one is there's a lot more uh, French words, and we do tend to mostly pronounce them correctly uh it's illinois uh, okay but also there's a lot of uh a lot of native american place names and things like that where here it's like little england or something all right like oh the worthington <laughs> you know whatever where i grew up every town is like french or or native american like that's, there's also that's, especially in dayton there's a lot of german stuff yeah 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 a hundred percent and i mean there's german stuff out in uh yeah. the chicago area but it's definitely more last names you know are a lot more either slavic or uh or, or latino hispanic specifically mexico has one of the largest Mex- uh, mexican yeah. outside of mexico uh populations uh so it's very sad here things are not spicy on that <laughs> note um that that was that's I, I still can't get over ohioans going and getting the mild salsa at yeah. a mexican oh, restaurant God. and be like Oh, this is a little spicy. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And sometimes you have to like ask for like hot sauce and like you get this sad little bottle that's like watered down. Like they probably threw it out and they're like, oh shit. I'm sorry if I swear. No one asked for like a hot sauce. I got to put some water in here. And I'm just like, what is with everything's like bland, boring bland. white Midwestern people. It's that's... like that German. That's the problem. Yeah. And I grew yeah. up Slavic. Like they don't think it's, it's tasty, but the thing is like, it's flavorful, but we're very like you put vinegar on things you know it's very like very strong flavors you know you got the vinegar on that side you have the hispanic so you got like the spices you know you have the the african-american migration from the south so you have all that like fried and like delicious good stuff and yeah coming to ohio was kind of like wow mayonnaise and see i was fortunate i i do have german ancestry but my family are all masochists so we just eat hot stuff to punish ourselves so. Yeah, no. well, I mean, maybe that's, I think there's is like a little love, love of like self-Catholic hate, I think. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. Catholicism, I yeah. will say, in the Chicago <laughs> area, so a lot of self-hate, self-loathing, uh, you know, it's yeah, like, I've I can eat this myself, tasting, but yeah. I have to like hurt myself right. in the process yeah. to justify it. The, a little it. pain makes it better, I think. Yeah, it's not sinful if it if it hurts going down. Right. Yeah, and, and coming out sometimes. <laughs> that's a whole other story. Now, Adrian, I'm hoping you have some good advice for would-be performers out there because you do travel a lot with your endeavors. Um, this might be good for comedians and actors alike, but um, what's a good way to maintain a good travel budget and save money? Do you have uh, any do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> uh, how do you do it? 
Uh, I don't go to a lot of places, to be okay. honest. Uh, okay. I, a lot of it, a lot of it is sometimes making hard choices where you're just like, how am I going to pay for gas? I mean, that's sort of the hardest thing sometimes when you're up against a wall. And sometimes, you know, you just don't, you end up that week being like, I'm not going to go to, uh, you know, I'm not going to go to Mike's in Cincinnati yeah. as many yeah. as I'd like. It might just be like one and be like, well, I guess it's going to be a bit light on that this week. It does help a little bit when you do start getting paid a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of, at the, at the level I'm at, it's you go to the show and they hand, I mean, I've literally, there was one recently, I went to the show, they handed me my money, I immediately went to the gas station and handed over that money <laughs> to fill up my tank. Like, all of it. Been there. Yep, and that's, yeah. and that's, that's definitely, that. so that helps, I guess. It helps when you get, paid at least gas money bring a bucket if you need to go to the bathroom <laughs> that's like actual advice from comedians i've heard that, that i've done <laughs> tours and stuff, Ew, so. i'll take your word for it that's okay um now adrian you do a lot of video production work um what types of videos do you personally like to watch and perhaps are there, these are the videos that would that inspire your work in the production field uh videos i like to watch that would inspire me in the production field um i would say right now i'm like most uh most people i watch a lot of uh video essays okay you know what i mean where it's like yeah what is that i'm not quite sure of those video essays i really like uh lindsay ellis that's someone i really like okay. um she does she did a whole like film theory but only looking at michael bay's transformer series so it'd be yeah. like Marxist theory uh, analysis of film, but only looking at the Transformer films and yeah. picking them apart. And it's just weird. And it's sort of, a you know, I like stuff that's sort of a deep dive. And sometimes it's kind of like, well, what's going on here? You know, some of these weird endings to movies or yeah. what was mother or, or mother exclamation point by Aronofsky, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and people breaking it down. I like reviews. I like, I like film criticism. Um, last night I was Cinema feeling sins. sad. Uh, I have, but I've kind of fallen off from them a little bit just because they're just, they'll pick things that are so stupid. Yeah. And you're like, okay, of course, whatever. Right. It's not, I like something a little more substantial, but I, I was watching a woman from Poland. Yeah. Uh, and she is a, a costume historian, I think. And okay. she does recreations of different periods, like full. And I think last night I watched a, um, I watched two videos. One was a getting dressed in the 1770. And then, but it's, but she's funny though. So yeah. she also is humorous. There's a lot of stuff about like, well, this. And she's like, this corset isn't finished because I'm lazy, and I just I, I can't even tell you like trying to trim. It just made me want to cry. And then she's like, oh, I'm not gonna put my contacts in now because apparently you people like this, <laughs> and you know, just like the cat just jumping up and being like, ah, God, ah, ah, you know. And she's trying to put on like all these weird, you know what I mean? Yeah. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. And trying to bend over with a corset. And there's one, but she's like, I'll yeah. just grab it. You know, oh, so it's man. like history. I like stuff that's comedy, yeah, but is informative as well. And then she had one in Polish that was about, um, which is when my family was in Poland, or part of my family was stuck there. Yeah, uh, it was the 1950s, and it was about how, like, with the Iron Curtain and Stalinism and all that, and what fashion was like, and how the black markets and, and trying to, like, get a hold of anything because it was basically like fashion. You're you're a traitor. Like you yeah. could kind of be fashionable, but there was like such a fine line to walk. Yeah. And they had terrible, shitty clothes. I'm sorry. They had terrible clothes. 
This had, red button has come in handy tonight. But go <laughs> ahead. You're okay. They had terrible clothes, though, like that was available, like off the rack. So most people had like a family seamstress, and they like that person was worth their weight in gold. And they'd kind of be like, here, here's, you know, I have an American aunt. And I'm like, oh, was my family there? I know they were because they would send stuff back to family back there. And I'm like, oh my God. Like it just gave you such a different perspective because you always see, and she talked about it, you always see the 1950s from the American, like Elvis Presley, Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. You know, but there were all these other parts of the world that were going through different things post-World War II that were very different. You know, yeah. they still saw the same media through whatever way they could. Yes. You know, magazines and books that, again, the American aunt would send to them. Yeah. And trying to do their best you know, yeah. in a difficult situation. It was just very interesting. And she okay. talked about like, the film industry at the time. She said it, they didn't have money for clothes. So yeah. it would be the actresses themselves. It would just be their own wardrobes yes. um, that they would wear because they just I didn't imagine. have a budget. Is that the only way that you could do it if yeah. you didn't have big Hollywood money behind you? It's like, oh, be the, the strong proletariat. You get on your tractor. She was making jokes about that. Like, <laughs> I don't know, like, what use is it on your tractor? And then she had, like, sound of like, like I, I don't know. And she just plays dumb. Adrian, I feel that I something that has good film theory and some with deep thought is a good music video. So do you like music videos? I do like music videos. What's your favorite? Um, I thought long and hard about this because, actually, I didn't have cable growing up. Yeah. At all. Uh, so I missed uh, again, and I again my black hole of the entire '90s. I I don't know popular music because of that. No TV means no MTV. Exactly. Yeah, I got Star Trek. Star Trek was on broadcast networks, so yeah. there's no purpose for having cable in, okay. a, in a Trekkie household. So, uh, it's a waste of money. That was always <laughs> everything's a waste of money. Um, but yeah, it I. I would say Flight of the Concord season one is what I might going to be my final answer, Trebek. Okay. Flight of the Concord season one because it basically the was so a, hot. She's like a curry. Yeah. Well, there's. I mean, that was the thing. Like, I got to put my business socks. On. <laughs> yeah. It's business. Anyway, I I just love it. The De Bowie. Uh, there was so many great. It's basically one long music video with yes. just like uh, a weird meandering, which is what life is like. Story. You know, of like, I guess we got to try to make it here. And we're like illegal. They, they always kind immigrants. of felt like an even more hipster Mighty Boosh to me. Yeah. And I like Mighty Boosh a lot, too. That's not a music. But I, Mighty Boosh was more of a music video in some ways. Yeah. Well, they did do. Have, they had like little musical interludes yeah. every now and then. Yeah. I, I really like that. I like if I had to give another answer, I would say the 90s uh, Beastie Boy music video. Oh, yeah. Intergalactic, I'll, obviously, oh, yeah, is one I go one. back to uh, because I'm a dork. Star Trek again. Well, I bring this, I, I'm drawing blank on her name, but Titus, it, it was a song called Tom's Diner. It was like, doot, doot, doot. Oh, yeah. Who's the artist's name? What was her Suzanne name? Suzanne Vega? Suzanne, thank you. Yeah. Yes. You you sound and look just like her. So if you ever get a chance to watch it, you need to, that's your homework assignment, Adrian. You need to, okay. Well it's, a, well, it's a good video and a good song. That was actually the first song that was ever encoded in MP3. Little fun fact. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. I'm glad I brought that song. I didn't know that. Yeah. Man, that's, well, thank you for that, Titus. That's my Fun mind fact. is blown because I take these MP3 serious. So that's something um, the podcast universe who's listening to us right now would love to know. Awesome, man. Um, let's deep cuts. Yeah, yeah deep cuts. Many, um, but yeah, you do look like Suzanne Vegas. So if you get a chance, check her out. So I, I wanted to recommend that to you. Um, but I wanted to ask you man. about um, this past spring. You um, started a podcast called Womity Podcast. It's all yeah. about female comedians, mostly from Dayton, Ohio, but. I guess the Ohio area. So I just want to know your personal thoughts. Um, 
What do you th- what do you think of the current crop of women comedians that we have here in Ohio? Well, what do you think of the current crop of women comedians? <laughs> I think no, the ones that we do have, they work hard. I mean, because you're really good, and we also have Jessica Grayu. She's pretty good. Grayu and um, Grayu, <laughs> and um, we also have um, well, she she's the lady that um runs the um, Sunday um comics at the um, Wally's Karen. Comedy Club. Karen. Karen. Awesome. Karen Goldman. Jaffe. Kaffe Gold. What's her name? Karen Jaffe. Karen Jaffe. Okay, I'm yes. sorry if you're listening. Don't hurt me. See me because I've met her a few times. She's a great talent. And um, Holly Shock. Holly Shock. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which I really liked your podcast with her. I learned yeah. that she has a really interesting history. Yeah, and it is easier to talk. I noticed with the with if someone's older that they have just more to talk about because they have more life experience. Yeah, it is harder when someone's younger where it's like I don't know. I yeah got her to school and then i started doing this and i hate my life and you're like okay that was fun we're not i don't know what i'm doing in this or my life are we talking about anybody specifically no i just think that it's just young people because you could go to any young male comic and it would be the same story yeah it's just there's this there's a stage of life if you talk to me when i was like 25 it also makes it, would, it really hard because you you're writing material and you think you have this really unique original bit and then you go to an open mic and yeah. the guy before you does something almost exactly the same and yeah. you're like well crap I have to throw this out now because yeah. they're gonna think I'm stealing jokes like, yeah. oh yeah and shout out to Wendy Ferguson she's funny I oh, like yes. her too yes. I love Wendy yes, yes I can't forget Wendy because she's been on my show before well I think Dayton I mean I will say this here's uh, here's the thing is one thing that I would like to figure out nut i'd like to crack yeah is that i actually go out of town a lot of times and there's a lot more women comics if you go to columbus and if you go to cincinnati yeah yeah not that far away there's a lot of really good female comics, and there's a lot of them and it's a community and it's so it's so nice you know um where here in dayton for some reason it just doesn't take and i don't know whether that's because there's just a there for a lot of things i think a lot of a lot of us comics would love to do in dayton it's a smaller town yeah, yeah it is. and that just makes smaller. everything tougher. Yeah. So it's like if you don't have a critical mass of women, for instance, I think it does get to be tough when it's just like, dude, bro, hang out all of the time. I do feel like here in Dayton, for every one good female comedian, there's five male comedians. Like so, like that ten aren't out of as two, good, probably. Yeah, like so. Yeah, one out of five. So yeah, you guys are outnumbered. I do feel that way. Yeah, well, it's true in every scene, um, but it's just I don't know, and I don't know whether it's also like the audiences too i I don't know because i've been finding that i go out of town as much as i can i don't really perform as much or or do the open mics here uh because they're pretty they're pretty hit or miss here in dayton and it's hard it's and and the people who organize them like they are fighting the good fight yeah to keep those going to keep those alive because i just feel like there's some even the venues are kind of like uh, you know, like, I don't know. Well, I mean, we lost Ollie's like, yeah. just a month and a half. Well, they're not even doing live music anymore. They're not doing anymore. anything yeah. anymore. Yeah. No, they, this year, we lost they Rocky's Pizza Ring. They, they yeah. 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 We lost a lot of two good places early this year. So I am kind of worried about comedians in the area in general, which I'm part-time. I, I still want to do stand comedy. I just, it's not in my, I have other passions, so I don't know if mm-hmm. I would be full-time, but I would like to do every once in a while. I like to go see shows. I love seeing shows, even if I'm not performing. I feel bad for the comedians because they've lost two places. So are you worried about stand-up comedy in the area in general? I'm not. Okay. I think, well, the thing is that's nice about stand-up comedy is that it it's not like 
putting on a show like theater. Yeah. We yeah. don't need sets. You don't need. Uh, right. The, it, so that in a way, it's easy to do. That, I mean, that's how stand-up car- comedy started. It would be, um, it'd be like cabaret yeah. type venues. That became like a big thing in, I think, mid-century New York City. And so they're like, we got this, we got this little, we got this little place in a basement. Yeah. We got to put some tables in here. Maybe we can get some entertainment. And they're like, <laughs> we can't get any real entertainment though, because we have no fucking, we have no space. Sorry, we have no space for anything. And so they would be like, we can have a singer. Yeah. Nope, not really a band, but we can have a singer. And they're like, what else can we put where it's just a mic? And mm-hmm. they're like, a yeah. magician and a comedian. Yeah. It actually started as an MC, I think, and then yeah. it became, you know, and so. The thing is, that still holds true to this day. Right. Yeah. You know, and so it's hard to kill because as long as you can find some place that will give you open mics mic. are like Hydra. <laughs> you 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 kill one and yes. three more will pop up in its place. A hundred percent. They may not want us here always, yeah. but it's it's yeah. hard to kill. It's hard to get rid of. I just I just wish yeah. that there was we had an obvious. I just wish there was something uh, solutions. I guess to yeah. foster more mics. Yes. That that have more longevity, better relationships, uh, either you know, with the audiences as well that we can attract to these. Yeah. As well yeah. as the business owners, and I still would like to know because I think people, there are people in Cincinnati, yeah, and Columbus, I think, who have deliberately tried to foster um, outreach or or making it more welcoming to people who aren't just a, a young twenty year old guy. Yeah, and absolutely. and then like, what did they do differently? So I would love maybe if I were to get the woman to start up again, I would like to interview some people. Yes, and be like, teach us, oh sensei. Yeah, you know how do we make it more inviting to yeah. girls? Yeah, what did you do? I know there are some people specifically who have advocated, and I think they were key players who yeah. turned the tide. Yeah, so I would like to talk to those people, and and I I don't know where in Cincinnati I might need to uh, do some more research, but I, I think I know in Columbus. Absolutely. Now, Adrian, what will you be doing for the rest of the year that people should be paying attention to? And of course, you plug your social media sites where people can find you. Uh, I I don't really have anything planned right now. Okay. It's, it's always weird at sort of tail end of the year because I know that holidays are coming up. Yes. And I don't want to, it's kind of like realistically, I know I'm going to get stuck, to, you know, like sucked into family, okay. like going back home. So I don't really have a lot planned right now. I'm sort of wanting to. Okay. I was gonna say you did video production work for some Wally stand-up shows. There are way yeah. people can watch those online. Those those works that you did at uh, Wally's. Well, most or of it's, not, it's to the comics. So oh, I, I gave it to them so they private, can put okay. on their own thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. You can always follow me on Instagram yes. at a Miller Comedy. So if I have something, it's on there. Yes. Uh, but I'm in the I'm in the business right now of just trying to, uh, you know, transition to some new projects for for the media business, as well as uh, you know for the Womedy podcast. I, I I don't really I'd like to find something outside the interview format that's a little more focused and a little more interesting, like asking these questions. Yeah. And and getting people who can have some interesting conversations All around right. some of these issues. Well, Adrian, that's all the time we have for you today. But yep. thank you so much for being on my show. And I will, and I, I definitely follow you on Facebook. So, whatever project you have, I will hear about it. And um, people, when we, whenever you do, people should see you perform because you're a great talent. So, thank you. Adrian, good luck to you the rest of this year and be safe out there. Yeah, thank you. Right, thank Thanks you, Adrian. I'm very excited to introduce our next guest on Ohio is on Fire. I've known her for quite some time, Miss Haley Madison. Oh, hello. Haley. Yes. Acting. You're an actress. I do that sometimes. Carousel, 
Woodsman, Forest of Pain, A Meowy Christmas, just to name a few. <laughs> Those are the most random. So Carousel's awesome. Woodsman hasn't come out yet. Uh, Meowy Christmas, I did a insert ah. shot for. Like I w- wasn't even on regular production. We, I'll, I'll name off a couple others. We have Obsidian, which is a short film that's in rotation across the the, the world right now. Um, we have In Memory of, as well as a recent release of mine, which is really fucking cool movie. Sorry, I, I and then watch uh, it. <laughs> sorry, I gotta Mike's remember. Up because, yeah, uh, all right. Um, and then uh, I uh, have another one called Slaughterhouse Slumber Party that's going to be coming out next next January. Awesome. So yeah, I do it occasionally. So how long have you been acting? I've been acting for what five years? I don't really. So twenty thirteen. Yeah, I was like I was like nineteen, and what I'm twenty six now, so I guess closer to eight years. How did you get into it? It was kind of it was kind of just like happenstance. Like it didn't. It's something that kind of just like fell into my lap, and I just like took off with it. I was getting this really terrible tattoo in a kitchen, and the guy <laughs> giving me that tattoo was ah like, uh, Brookville. Hey, <laughs> Brookville. Yeah. And the guy giving me the tattoo was like, "Yo, you want to be in a horror movie?" And I was like, "All right, I'll try it." And I ended up uh, helping produce a film and acting a lot in it. I was uh, one of the leads. And that was like my introduction from there. It just kind of ballooned into what it is now. So Was that bludgeon? Yes. You don't have to like, you don't just put it out there. Yeah, no, it was bludgeon. Okay. <laughs> cool. It's my first film. Not the most uh, proud of my performance in that movie. But well, uh, I'm not proud of my performance either. If it <laughs> makes you feel any better. Um <laughs> So you 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 almost exclusively you do horror movies. Yes. Was it's, was that a choice or was that just because that's what you started in and you just kind of progressed through networking through that or? Um, I'd say a, a bit of a, bit of B. I love doing horror movies. I love getting like bloody. Um, I I wouldn't. I'm not opposed to doing exclusively horror movies. I have done a couple comedies outside of that. It's just like my community. I've just become a part of this network of people that make horror films. That just it's just easier for me for to go from one to the other. And to be mm, like, I can see that one director be like, "Hey, my director friend's making a movie. <laughs> Do you want to audition for it?" So it's so are there like high school cliques for filmmakers? Like, oh, oh we're the comedy. Like, <laughs> of course there is. We only you, know, you got your cool kids. You got your like low life stoners in the corner. Those are the people I hang out with, <laughs> uh, of course, just like high school. Right. Uh, and then you you know you have everyone. I a couple of my favorite the favorite movies that I've done are, are actually horror comedies. Carousel. Yeah. Uh, Chopping Block are both really funny. Slaughterhouse Slumber Party is going to be hilarious. I'm excited. <laughs> it's super funny. So you. you no, I was gonna oh. say, do you see like horror comedy? Have you ever seen Dale and Tucker versus the World? Yes. Yeah, it's a love. Yeah, great film. Yeah, Dale and Tucker versus Evil. It's so good. That's yeah, like really good. Immediate classic film. All right. That movie. Evil Dead. I think that's as far as horror Evil comedy. Evil Dead. Yeah. Or, well, yeah, Army of Darkness more so. I because the first one kind of tried to be serious, and then they were like, Nah, screw it. Yeah, they're just like, Nah, we're just gonna make fun. Yeah. We're have fun. So you you said you like to get bloody. I do. What is your favorite way that you've ever been killed or have killed on camera? Oh, no. Oh, there's so many. Going back, thinking, I think Carousel was one of my favorite 
movies to do, not just because of my death scene, but what happens before it. Okay. I don't want to give it away, but it's like my like crown. It's like my crowning moment in my career. I was just really excited about it. Uh, it's also not safe for work. So ah, okay. We, we shall not talk about it. But okay. If you see Carousel, it's uh, it's a movie about a serial killer, uh, Carousel Unicorn, <laughs> and he's like locked in this plastic unicorn, and the unicorn comes to life. But throughout the entire film, the plague, the giant plastic unicorn is that. Like it, it doesn't become animated. It comes to life. But when he's moving through the screen, it he's just, literally a he's plastic just bobbing up and down. He's bobbing up and down across <laughs> the screen, and like you know, like not, he doesn't move at all. Like his body parts, like he's not anatomical. He's literally a plastic carousel unicorn. Oh my! And so I actually, I get, I do die in that film, but it's really funny. What other ways do I really enjoy? I've had. All of my limbs chopped off and other inappropriate things. Uh, I've had my head cut off. I guess headless would be probably the most excruciating way that I've ever died. Decap. Decap. And then he eats the eyeballs. Awesome. And then does other inappropriate things with the head. The <laughs> like his signature. So that was really fun. So it, uh, the first so kill. Could it be referenced by a certain Sergeant Hartman quote? I will gouge out your eyes and full metal jacket. Oh, no, I don't know. Oh, never mind. Okay. Um, you went a little too far into the nerd world for me. Sorry. Well, it's Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> yeah, right. So what's your favorite horror movie? Like, of all time. Oh, that's Not such just a hard that you're question. in. That's a tough one. That's a tough question. And I know you play a lot of them at, at Hole in the Wall. So. I do. I they I had to, like, take a break from playing horror movies <laughs> at Hole in the Wall because I played it so hence, often. Hence the Disney night. Yeah, right we, went, we went for six weeks doing horror anthologies, and then I had to just, I had to go the complete opposite way and play Disney movies after the after Halloween. Nice. I would say my favorite horror icon is Freddy Krueger. Cool. He is my favorite. I have a really weird collection of off-brand Freddy Krueger dolls at home. <laughs> off-brand? Like, like Chinese off, like, knockoffs? Okay. Yeah, like knockoff brands. Like This I, is Frody Krueger. <laughs> 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 like the ones you can get in like in like the claw machines. Yeah. I have a couple of those that are all, are all different and I have like I just have like I have one that somebody crocheted that's a little Freddy but he's like a little crochet doll it's super I weird. have a button at home to give you then remind me okay I'll take it um, I love my I love my Freddy he's my boy <laughs> I like Freddy too I'm a, I definitely like Michael Myers a lot but Michael, Michael Myers would be like my least favorite really what do you does he doesn't even do anything well, well, he walks yeah well, I want to add who would win in a death fight Mike Myers or Freddy Krueger oh, oh for Freddy yeah I, it, it, Michael doesn't really have supernatural powers other than he can't die. Freddy, yeah. He's just a mad He can person. die. He's just a, a angry kid who's inside of a 30-year-old man's body. Right. But he can die. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Like I'd say Freddy. Yeah, Freddy's going to win. So, on another topic, do you prefer being on top or bottom? I, I don't, I don't <laughs> know the context of this question. Just pick one. I'm going to pick... Top. I don't know. Cool. I want to be a top. Okay. Court. And we're talking about um, pumpkin pie at the Thanksgiving dinner. Yes. That's what that's what he meant by that. Okay. Yes. All right. For okay. the kids yes. at home. Top. Yes. <laughs> the top of the pie. The yes. top. I like the top part of the <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So um, moving right along. Acting isn't all you do. It's not. You also co-host a podcast. I do. I wish I could do it the way murder or the way that Hunter does. He, the way he says murder and such. I just he, wish I could say it. He has a very good 
like horror metal right when when he's like welcome to murder and yeah i love it so much and i i wish i could duplicate it but so murder and such murder and such it's a true crime podcast yes it is uh so how did you get involved with that how did you meet hunter um so that's another thing as every other opportunity in my life it kind of just fell into my lap hunter his previous co-host um had decided not to do the show anymore and he thought he would have to kill the show he thought it would be done with and um our mutual friend cheyenne moore she went up to him and was like yo Haley's like super into true crime and she's gotten really weird into it lately like she might be and she has like an acting background she's comfortable on the mic and you know in front of the camera and stuff maybe you should ask her if she wants to be a part of it so me and him went out to dinner one night to talk about it and uh, i was immediately like um yes i will be a part of this so we we saved murder and such yes because Haley madison graced her presence yes yes i did awesome so after that he was like yo you want to be a part of it and we kind of restructured the show a little bit into what it is now so one week it will be his topic or one episode will be his topic and then the next episode's my topic and you guys do like you focus on either like like a specific theme or like a specific killer every episode it's it's more of a specific killer yeah sometimes so we do like every five episodes like the craziest like this, ways to die yeah so every five episodes is a fun one yeah and then that's when we do kind of multiple stories but outside of that we keep it to like one specific story so we can get really into the like gritty details and all of the what was your favorite one i don't know <laughs> i know it's like trying to pick your favorite kid probably. right or my favorite <laughs> horror movie yeah uh i would say recently Luca Magnata. Oh yeah. He I he's he's somebody that I've had an interest in for a long time after listening to a episode of Sword and Scale about him and he's like brutal. He yeah. does some really terrible things to cats and people. Yeah. Mm. So he was really interesting and just the fact that his story like is so it's so unknown. Like it's so it's like kind of gone under the radar but he is brutal. Yeah. And he was in the public's eye for a long time like he auditioned for LA-based TV shows and, like, reality shows based in the U.S. And they, they tracked him down because they found, like, like didn't they find, like, camera data and stuff because he was, like, posting pictures of brutalizing animals and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, they found his, like, ISBN number or whatever, and he, he, he was so messed up. He would, like, he had multiple fake profiles that he would sign into to make his Luca Magnata profile more popular. Oh, so or, he was like his own bot. Yeah, or, exactly. Or he would he would sign in different pro- profiles to try and slander Lu- Luca Magnano so he'd gain more notoriety. Controversy. Yeah, and then that's how any publicity is good publicity. And then he'd like he'd use his other accounts to give out hints of where Luca was. Ah. Which because he wanted to be found. Yeah. He just wanted to make it the tough. Narcissist. Yeah. In him. He's, oh, he's a crazy <laughs> narcissist. Yeah. Oh, he was. I thought I was bad until I listened to that episode <laughs> of the podcast. Uh. Do you think Ted Cruz is really the Zodiac killer? Oh my gosh, I don't know. I hope so. I hope. I hope I've so. I've really been enjoying that the last couple episodes. <laughs> so, if you guys don't know out there, Ted Cruz recently he posted on Halloween a picture of the Zodiac killer's like uh, face mask. Right? Like, it was like a picture. It's a it's a the really famous newspaper picture where it has um, all of his s- symbols. Yeah. And Ted Cruz posted on his Twitter and just said, happy birthday, or happy birthday, happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, so for once he's, so he's actually to the point where he's hinting towards like, hmm, maybe I am the uh, Zodiac killer. No one will ever know. You know, like he's trying to gain popularity through <laughs> or his slander. Just, yeah. It's awesome. 
I oh hope. boy! I can only hope. We're one day we're gonna find out that he's been like skinning animals and posting it on YouTube or <laughs> something. Probably we'll also find out he's behind the JFK murders when he was a little boy. He was just an eight year boy that got a hold of a pistol and accidentally <laughs> shot him. Oh yeah, that'll be that, that'll be the thing he'll plug next. Let's do it. Uh, Come on, Ted Cruz. Yes, please, please kill openly. Be a so we, yeah, Come on. <laughs> yeah, go all the way, man. Um. <laughs> So when you're not acting or recording podcasts, what do you like to do in your spare time? What's your favorite hobby? Oh, no. What is spare time? I have a dog. I spend a lot of time with him. Stone cold? Stone cold. That's my puppy dog. He needs a lot of exercise, so we take walks and go to the dog park. And I have lots of plants. That's a cool thing in my life. What what kind of plants? You know, I don't know what they're called. (laughs) I just have plants. I got a couple of aloe plants, and then, like, I don't know, I just find them, and I'm like, this is a cool plant, and then I, I kill like it with the water. way that this one smells when I light it on fire. Um, <laughs> no, um, okay, so that's cool. So you take care of your animals, and you uh, horticulture. Horticulture. Oh yeah, that word. <laughs> horticulture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so that's fun, and you're also a bartender. I am. Hole in the wall. Hole in the wall and Ned Peppers. Both, oh yeah. Both I, in the Oregon district, right next to each other. Yes. I work at both. Hole in the Wall is my second favorite bar in Dayton. I have a special place for another one. What's Obviously. your other favorite? Therapy. Oh, okay. Well, That's, you work there. So yeah. That would make sense. Um, I was like, who is it? <laughs> have you been cheating on me? <laughs> no. Uh, best barcade in Dayton, though. Hole in the Wall, honestly. Oh, yeah, um, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, just saying. Um, bar work, you, you get a lot of interesting cats, I know from experience. <laughs> yes. Yes. Do you have any crazy stories that you'd like to talk about oh on the radio? Gosh, I could talk about this all day. Well, we have another 30 minutes. So. <laughs> yes, it's 7.25, so we about got 35 minutes. But Although this interview should end in about 10 minutes. We can be done. Okay. Oh, well, minutes. I can keep talking if sure. I wanted to. No, Hole in the Wall is great. So it's such, a, it's such a diverse crowd. Like, you know, Monday, Tuesday nights, it's all... Oregon district people that work in the district or people that are like super chill and cool and yeah. then come like and my Thursday <laughs> Thursday Friday Saturday they're just it's all kind different kinds of people lots lots of young people some of them are really uh terrible people some of them are really awesome people yeah um I know Ned Peppers gets this reputation for like having a lot of fights oh yeah and the majority of the fights that happen are like little Napoleon sized dudes that are like I don't want to get kicked out. I'm da 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 da. And then the big uh, the big bouncers will come in and they're like monsters and they're just like, "Excuse me, you need to leave." And Billy the guys can are probably like, oh, just okay, chuck oh him God, across the bar. And... Yeah, it's just <laughs> they don't even have to like touch him. Right. They're just, just like just they just death come up stare. and they're like, yeah. "Excuse me, sir, I'm gonna need you to leave." And then the guys are like, "Oh my God, okay, I'm leaving." <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, please I'm don't hurt me. Leave in the hospital. Right. Uh, so it's fun. I don't I don't know that I could limit it to one. Halloween was really fun. Yeah. Hole in the wall. Um, there was. Seeing seeing people in their costumes, you know, it's a different kind of breed. When people come out in costume, they think they can they get think, away with a lot more. Yeah, and there's these two girls. I feel, I feel so so much for them. So they were wearing, they looked like they had shirts from the Kanye West music video. Okay. They had like cardboard boxes for shoulders. Yeah, they were huge. <laughs> like they were tiny little girls in there. Yeah, they were so big. They were putting their hands through the neck holes, <laughs> the holes of the t-shirt to yeah. drink. And they just, they were sweethearts, but they kept getting in everyone's way. Like, it was a miserable time out in the bar because these two <laughs> girls were walking around with, like, extra large size 
cardboard and there's, boxes. There's not a lot of walking clearance and hole in the wall. Not it's at very all. long and it's narrow. It's really long and narrow. So these girls are like trying to like fold their boxes in to like hide to like not be such a nuisance. And uh, there was there was like four Ariana Grandes that <laughs> night, and one girl just kept whipping her ponytail around like, to, the, to the point where we had to be like, "Excuse you, honey, you can't. You're hitting everyone in the bar. Yeah, like you're hitting me, and I'm three feet away from you. You have to stop. We don't yeah. care if you whip your hair back and forth. yeah, you please. can't whip your hair back and forth, please. So that's always fun, and uh, I always love I always love my my Sunday shifts. Nothing crazy happens, but getting she plays, to play. She plays movies. I do and, dive in movies yeah. every Sunday. Every every night is a different theme. Like last, uh, that was last night, right? Yeah. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones last night, which was awesome. It was awesome for the people who knew who it was. Yeah. There was a bunch of young people that came in and were like, "What is this?" And I was like, "This is Indiana <laughs> Jones." Yeah. And they're like, "What's Indiana Jones?" And I was like, <gasps> "Sorry, you're too young." Yeah, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> we check your IDs. Right. Like, are you sure you're 21? Yeah. So it is a hit or miss. I like I like we mentioned earlier. I love playing horror movies. I love it. But I have to take breaks. I can't always just play horror movies. No, because then you'll get desensitized and end up chopping people up yourself or something. Probably. Yeah, or my bar patrons will. Yeah. You know, it's something you got to consider. Yeah. So, if you uh, out there, people, loves, if you guys are interested in keeping up with what happens at Hole in the Wall and what movies I play, you can follow us at Hole in the Wall DYT on Instagram. That's cool. Ned Peppers also has a Instagram. I think it's Ned Peppers DYT too. So we got stuff going on all the time. Well, because I was actually going to ask. And not just for, for Ned's or Hole in the Wall, but uh, where can people find murder and such if they want to listen to a good true crime podcast? Yes. We are everywhere. So I actually get asked that a lot. So how can we listen to you? Yeah. We are on a network called Murderly. So it's murder.ly. If you go onto that website and you click on our name, it's going to give you all of the streaming options. It's going to give you every network or every uh, streaming service that we go through. We are on Apple Podcasts. iTunes, yeah. Yeah, Apple Podcasts. Not iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Oh. It's slightly different. Okay. Uh, and then we are on, we're on Spotify. We're on Podbean, Megaphone. I couldn't tell you what else. like Because it all, it all just goes through our network. We just upload it to them, and they send it out to all these different places. Cool. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Murder and Such. And if you like it, after you guys listen to an episode or two, they do have a Patreon. I do. You can okay. go donate. So what's that all about? So Patreon is like a, it's like a subscription service, I guess. You pay months. You pay. Um, it's like a VIP pass. You yeah. Get, you, little yeah. perks and stuff for for donating. So if you are interested, you just go to Patreon.com/slash/MurderAndSuch. We ask for a dollar per episode. So if you Worth subscribe, it. if you subscribe, you you pay a dollar for every episode we release. Only release like two episodes a month, so it's two bucks a month. Yeah, and you get uh, like a private recording. Like we record a little snippet of our days before recording for the for the actual episode. You guys get Snapchats if you know. <laughs> do we get? Do you guys get Snapchat? No, I, I was just. Oh, I was like, stupid. I don't. Oh, because that's the thing. Yeah. Sign up for my free. Sign yeah. up for my Snapchat. Yeah, my private Snapchat. My private Snapchat. No, we unfortunately we don't have that yet. <laughs> We're still working on. Um, I'm trying to get comfortable. I'm trying to get Hunter comfortable in front of the camera so we can start our Snapchat up. Sorry, <laughs> Hunter Thornton, not me. Just getting the courage out. <laughs> so if you sign up to our Patreon, you also get the episode a day early without any uh, without any advertisements. So there are perks to the to the. And also, if you 
donate, all of the money goes right back into our podcast. And we are currently working on new stickers. Yes. And so we send out stickers to people that ask, especially our, our uh, Patreon people, our patrons. You guys get first dibs at stickers if you sign up. Yeah, so we're working on a set of pickle stickers right now. We'll see how that goes down. So I made a stupid pickle episode once. Yes. Did you listen to it, I, I haven't listened to it, but I hear you guys reference it in your other episodes. Like, it, it, it's legendary. Yeah. It will never die. And it's so embarrassing. <laughs> well, now I need to go home it's, and listen to it. So I'm like... It's a play on ASMR. Yeah. Because I do an episode about a, a young man who kills his aggressor with a pickle jar. Ah. So I took it as an ASMR play, and I'm eating a pickle the entire episode. <laughs> and you can hear me eating the pickle the entire episode. And I thought it was hilarious. It but we got like, like a bunch of one-star reviews, and Hunter uh, got like real mad. He was like, we're never doing an eating episode again. And I was like, never. But it is not. I've not been able to live this stupid episode down. They don't know art. They don't know art. Right. Uh, so other than murder and such, uh, if anybody wanted to check out one of the movies you're in, do you have like a storefront or anything that's like specifically for Haley Madison movies or like where can you find those? No, I mean, they're scattered all over the inter- internet. There is a website, Grindhouse Releasing. Okay. Grindhouse, they're based out of Florida. They have a lot of my uh, Dustin Wade Mills films. So, Apple Cart, uh, Kill That Viewer, um, Slaughterhouse Slumber Party might be going out through them. What else? Whatever else I have going on. Um, Her Name is Torment, Her Name is Torment 2. They're all going to be on Grindhouse Releasing. Everything else, you kind of just got to do a quick Google search. Carousel is available on carousel.com. And she is on IMDb. I am on IMDb. Yeah. It's not the most well put together awesome. page, but. Awesome. It's there. So, yeah. Well, Haley, thank you again for coming in and doing this. Thank you, guys. I actually really, I'm really happy to be here. I have to go off and work my shift at Hole in the Wall. And I will be, I'll be over there a little later. Yeah, okay. It is happy hour. hour Yeah. Cool. So if anyone out there, you guys feel like you need a Monday night drink. Yeah. Because it's National Happy Hour Day. Come play video games with me at Hole in the Wall. Yeah, we'll do my card tournament or something. We're actually doing that at therapy tomorrow. Oh, well. (laughs) Never mind. That sounds all right. Awesome interview, you guys. Ty, this is a great job. And round of applause. It's just me, but yes. clap, put, pat yourself on the back. Yay. Haley. So, but thank you. Yes. Thank you for being on my show. Yes. And, thank and you. And so good much. luck to everything. I'll try to listen to some of your podcast. Sure. This wasn't the way it was supposed to happen. Lindsay Miller wasn't supposed to marry her fiance. His name is Keith Lewandowski. Actually, it was 2020. It was going to be December of 2020. I said 2019. So, my apologies. Um, but then again, Lindsay's grandfather wasn't supposed to be diagnosed with cancer either. When a week ago, Bob Miller was told he had stage 4 prostate and bone cancer at Sema Hospital in Akron, Ohio. It was devastating news for the entire family. Um, grandfathers often have a special connection to certain grandchildren, and that's pretty apparent here. And um, when I went to college, I pierced both sides of my nose and dyed my hair a lot and got tattoos, Lindsay said. He got fake nose rings to wear to make fun of me. Fig tattoo sleeve to match me. So when Bob was diagnosed, Lindsay said she knew what needed to happen. The 2020 wedding day needed to become November 9, 2018 in the hospital room. Um, there were six people in the hospital room around 11 a.m. for the ceremony on that day. A FaceTime phone call was even placed to Lindsay's two sisters, one in Spain and one in New York. She is now Mrs. Lindsay Lindendowski and her grandfather got to see her granddaughter get married. And um, he is still alive. 
But yeah. it sounds like he may not. They, they're giving him like three months to live, so he probably will pass on a few months from now. So um, that's unfortunate news. But the end is going to be with a happy ending. Um, we'll give this to Bob Miller and Lindsey Miller. Yeah. Um, that was really cool for her to do that, you know. And, of course, I can relay because I left my grandparents. Um, and so apparently I had, a good, I had a good relationship with them. And um, so did Lindsay with her grandfather. I lost so, a grandmother to lung cancer myself. So, yeah. Okay, so you can relate. So, and my mother is a breast cancer survivor. Ma- yeah, that's Sarah. I am sorry. Well, I'm sorry to hear that she went through that. But well, I mean, she's doing great now. She's doing great so. now. So, Lindsay Miller and Bob Miller, for this episode, you are O-M-V-P. That's Ohio's most valuable pedestrian. Good job, you two. Good luck to the uh, marriage, Lindsay Miller, and your new husband, Keith. So with that, it's now time for the final message. And yes, something sad happened in the world this afternoon. Um, very sad news. Stan Lee, um, the Marvel creator and one of the true icons of the golden era of comic books and the silver age of comic books, he passed away at the age of 95. Of course, he follows his wife, um, who, who passed away just two years ago. So they, I mean, there's some happiness there. They're both together again in the afterlife. But um, so we want to talk Stan Lee for a little bit because we all... Me and Tyus are fans. Oh, of course, yeah. our two female um, guests, they are still in the studio, so they might chime in with their thoughts if they wish. <laughs> but um, so, Tyus, um, what are your thoughts of Stan Lee and what happened to him today? Stan Lee, I mean, I don't think you can... There's no more prolific a creator in comic books. Yeah. I mean, at least in my opinion. Like, Spider-Man, The Hulk, Doctor Strange, Fantastic Four, Daredevil, Black yes. Panther, X-Men... Ant-Man, Iron Man, Thor, like, who would you have left on in Marvel, like, without, and just the amount, sorry, I'm getting a little emotional. Yeah, just, it's fine. Like, because you got to think, like, without Stan Lee, there wasn't any Spider-Man, we wouldn't even have Spawn, because we wouldn't have Todd McFarlane, who got his start working in, in just the, 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 the amount of influence and just... There's been so much good that's come out of that man's life. Yes. And yes. it just, it sucks that he's no longer with us. Yes. And, um, we, um, of course, I used to be a volunteer at the Comic Book League. Um, we talked about a long time. That's amazing that he was still with us. And he, even in his early 90s, like just a few years ago, he was still regularly touring conventions. Yeah. He was at the Cincinnati Comic Expo, um, back in, I think, 2016. It was one of his actually, I think he had, he only did like three more conventions after that. But it was one of the rare times he was in Ohio. I could not attend. I am upset. I was afraid that he probably would have passed on soon after because it's, of course, he is a high. It was a high ticket price. I mean, he is a big time legend, so it was oh, a yeah. lot of money to go see Stan Lee. But um, anyone that did, um, he's the closest thing to American icon that we have today. You never, he you lived, never heard a bad Stan Lee story. No, you never was, heard him. There was no Me Too, you know, anything like that. He was always known for being a very nice guy yeah. and just a very supportive of his fans. Yes, I absolutely agree. Yes, he he was um, controversy free. So, yeah, he was amazing. And um, my first experience with Stan Lee, I remember they used to. Um, Back in the early 90s when I was a kid, it was um, Fox Kids. They used to have a block of programming. It was a lot of, a lot of it was animated, yeah. but they had a lot of um, Marvel series. Oh, I, one, I one, grew up on it. Yes, and of course there was um, X-Men. Of course, there was Spider-Man. I do remember this. They had like a mini kid-like documentary that talked about the backstory of these characters. So for the kids that were watching the cartoon, 
they want to know more about the comic book and their origins. This, this kind of filled it in a little bit. And um, they had like a cartoon drawing of this guy with grayish hair. Because I would later find out that was Stan Lee. Because his name also popped up a lot as an executive producer for this show. So you yeah. saw his name a lot. And then you saw, I saw him for the first time in live action form during this little documentary. It was, um, they talked to, um, like my memory is blurry because I was literally like eight years old when I saw this. But it was him and you can, he was just a star. He just looked happy. He was like, hey kids, you got to watch Spider-Man. Yeah. So that was my first experience with him. And then um, it was around, it was 2001 when the first Spider-Man film came out because I saw that. And then I, um, he made, he made, that was when his tradition began of making cameos. Every single Marvel movie. Pretty much. Since. Yes. He made, yeah, he was in every one. Um, and it was amazing. And my favorite one, I'm trying to think on the fly. My favorite one he ever did was in the third Spider-Man film. And I think it was a highlight of the film. Um, he said there was, I guess there is a hero in all of us. Enough said. And I yeah. love that. That was my favorite from him. Yeah. I mean, that's that, like, that's his life legacy that, you know. Yes, and like like uh, friend of mine, comedian Mike Wells said, best words I've heard so far. The greatest gift Stanley gave us is no matter your age, sex, race, we can all be a hero to the world. Yes, I agree. Yes, so it's um, so yes, for fans of his, I know um, Lee, a lot of my friends, of course, tied as you. You're definitely upset by this news. It's, yeah, it was sad. It's sad to hear because I literally because I work a full shift most days. I literally found out like ten minutes before this show started. So I actually scrapped something else I had in mind. I'll do that some other time. We're giving this time to Stan Lee. We played some of his music. And I got a few more songs dedicated in his honor after I, we go off the air here. So um, really the best thing I can sum up to talk about Stan Lee is Excelsior. Yes. That is the magic word for this evening, Excelsior. Stan Lee, that's the way it is.